This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Nathan Hartman, and with me tonight are Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. Sarah. Hi. And last but not least, Victoria. Good evening. And those are our normal panelists. Janine, sadly, is not with us. She's unable to make it tonight. But we have a very, very special guest with us, uh, joining us to chat about all things theme park. You may know him from Rooster Teeth's Achievement Hunter or his very own theme park podcast, Annual Pass. It's Jack Patillo. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, Jack. Jack, and of course, for those listeners who know, Jack joined Dave and I to ride Cosmic Rewind. Uh, when annual pass had a show in Orlando, so we had some, we had a nice what I'd say hour and a half, two hour uh, chat about theme parks in the queue. We should have just done a whole podcast in the queue because <laughs> there's plenty of time. When the, when the ride went down too, like yeah. we were stuck in that yeah. queue for a while. Yeah, yeah, we we were about we were about seven people away from the front of the line and to get to the pre-show and they shut it down. But that was after the monsoon. Don't forget the oh, monsoon right. we waited through to get inside. Yeah. We, were drowned, we were drowned rats in that one. <laughs> the, the rats were drowned. Yeah, so. Uh, this it was a literal like downpour, Florida downpour at its best. But normally you would just skitter scatter away and go into connect. Everyone was in Connections Cafe, but we could not because we needed to get in the line. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Dave, did you did you have a you had something you had a poncho of some sort, I believe. No, 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 I, no, poncho? Just, my, no it just drenched my shirt. My shirt. I For was some reason, I thought you had a poncho. to the core. I, know I, Jack, I was rocking a poncho. Jack sure. had a poncho. Jack was. And and so um, you're absolutely right. Dave and I looked like wet rats. And then Jack <laughs> comes up uh, meeting us uh, in, in the flesh for the first time. And we definitely looked like wet rats. We were so drenched. I, well, I remember asking because Dave, of course, had had a conversation with some industry folks to get us on the ride. And I remember turning to you, Dave, and I said, Dave, can't you pull like I know somebody card? Like, why am I standing in this line <laughs> getting drenched? And you're like, oh, maybe I can. And yeah. it still didn't help. We still ended up getting absolutely. I literally yeah. entered the building and took off my shirt off my back to, to ring it out, rung yeah. it out next yeah, to the trash same. can. Same. Um, which in front uh, of all the tourists in line, I'm like, here's my belly. Here, here it go. is. <laughs> Here it is. It's a show of dominance, really, when you do that <laughs> in, in an attraction. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Just look ooh. him in the eye while you take it off. Right? <laughs> I, you know, I was I, for me, it was tradition. I took my shirt off every time I went on Ellen's. It was just a tradition for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the great thing was, too, is like when Dave, you managed to get us to the front of the line. And as we got there, one of the guys working the area to let you in, he actually recognized me. And he's like, oh, hey, That's I'm a right. big fan. I'm like, why didn't you reach out? I would have loved <laughs> to have gotten in without him to beg other people. But anyway, it worked out pretty well for us. Yeah. And then and then and then we looked into a second ride. Like as we were leaving, they were cutting off the line. No one was going in. And the lady who let us in the first time was like, hey, you want to go again? Yeah, she kind of nodded us in. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're over here 
you know, just humble bragging. Um, but that was the time we finally got to meet Jack, and it was great. And he was so – of course, Dave was on the Annual Pass podcast, which you should definitely listen to that episode when it comes out. And uh, Or no, it's out, right, I believe? Well, or not he, yet? He was no, on one of our way. earlier ones. Correct. Uh, now, but he, he was part of our live show we did in Orlando, which right. was the very first live show. We're, we're saving that one. We're going to release it at some point. It's not out yet, though, but oh, it'll hopefully be out one. later this year. Yeah. It's yeah. a special one, people. So and a bunch sure of other content, that. too, right? Yeah, like a bunch of TikToks and video. and Yeah, we shot a ton of stuff in the park so uh my producer and i and my wife uh, katie we had all been going around the parks filming a bunch of stuff to do uh, stuff for our youtube channel youtube.com slash annual pass and also tiktok content which uh, is uh, we're we're or we're annual pass pod on TikTok right now, but we might be changing to annual underscore pass. Someone parked it and we're trying to get a hold of it. Anyway, it's a whole it's a whole process. And uh, but yeah, we shot a bunch of video, you and I and, and Ben, and we got to go around Volcano Bay, which I'd never been before, and that was a that was really great. fun time. And uh, that was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was before I think that was before the 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 show that night too, so it was even yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. There's some good ride photos of Dave on a slide. They're very <laughs> yeah. they're very yeah. seeing. Yeah, seeing seeing more of me than you probably want to. It was sort of like annual pass after dark, right? <laughs> except it was early in the morning, so I don't yeah, know. How ex- it except it was early morning, right? We had a good yeah. time though. That was a, that was yeah. fun. Uh well, um let's begin with where should we start? Let's start start in good old Florida land. Um, uh, and it's really about who's not coming to Florida just yet. Dave, you have some news about that, don't you? Yeah, we heard this week that at an all hands on deck meeting, uh, at the company, at the Walt Disney Company, that, uh, the move, uh, that was pending to Lake Nona for all of Imagineering in 2023 has now been delayed to 2026. Um, and, a lot of employees are uh, upset because they were already no shit homes, or they already <laughs> they already sold their California homes. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's absolutely unbelievably aggravating for anybody in the industry uh, to for that kind of whiplash. But I cannot say I'm surprised. And but the, the, the jury's still out on why they're doing it. Is it just because the construction's light, or is it you know they're yeah. rethinking things after the the whole hubbub with the with the state um and and uh, uh um, what's it called um, um reedy creek like is it is it related to that maybe i don't really i i don't really know i can't figure out other than it might be all of that right yeah i mean it could be simply that like nona is just not going to get done in time and right. that's it and right. it could be that simple either way maybe know that you're going to have the place that people need to live done before you start saying you're either going to need to move or we're going to let you go. I think that that would help. Yeah. I think there's, there's something to like, congrats, Disney. You, you like, there's excellent Imagineers, people that have done amazing work. I don't mind saying it because they said it on Twitter, but like Kevin Lively's gone uh, and several others um, who were sort of making a, their own kind of stamp on stuff and they didn't want to make the move. And so they've already left and Disney's now, you know, kind of stuck back in California with less staff and no one's going to want to like take the job they know is going to move. So it's boy. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, howdy. I mean, yeah. the, the, the institutional knowledge loss was, was that was that alone was a problem. Yeah, right? It was universal's Just, game. <laughs> right. Exactly. Epic universe is going to get all these, this great talent, but like it, it, it's, it's pretty unbelievable how deep that cut went. Um, I, I mean, I still have friends reeling from it, obviously. Yeah. 
Well, you, you said that it was good. It's been delayed till 2026. So I, I can't imagine there's a three year delay. It's like they're, you know, it's not like they didn't get everything in. They didn't get enough wood or something. So it has to be more than just, it's not going to be done. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, ah, concrete. We got, we got the cheapest concrete we could, Mr. JPEG. It's going to set in about mm, four <laughs> years, kind of ish. I mean, yeah. If it was a supply chain issue, it would be like, okay, maybe six months or a year. Yeah. 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 But it's or not a transition, I mean, at least. Some people. Yeah. Get right. Yeah. Right. 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 Three years is just a, that's a pretty big jump, kind yeah. of arbitrarily. I just never understood why they couldn't like have split them. Like, why couldn't just some people stay in Florida and some just stayed like in Burbank or Glendale or wherever they were over here? You mean like they've always done it? Like that's yeah, like yeah. I just I just didn't understand like the move. Like it's kind of like when your um, employer is telling you to go back to the office, but you're just kind of like not really understanding why. There's not really yeah. a good reason as right. to yeah. why. So I'm kind of just happy that they kind of went out this way. There is precedent only because Universal did it first, right? Universal Creative used to be all out here, and uh, um, about the time. I left from Men, finishing Men in Black was when they made Universal Creative a, a Orlando centric, you yeah. know. But it, but with both companies, there's always been you know there's always been Imagineering offices in Florida. It's not like they're not yeah. there. It's just the move of everything uh, is that's a that's a huge deal. Yeah, and like weirdly, I don't hate the concept. My thing is just from a concept like. There's a place with two parks, and then there's a place with four parks. <laughs> Where should people work? You know, um, and again, that's apocryphal to some. Like it's it's like there's no good reason for it uh, to, to some people, and I totally understand those that don't want to move. So you start some sort of, and I, I I think Dave would probably attest to the fact that there's a cultural difference between California and Florida, uh, and yeah. how people operate. Um, may, maybe when they're not as close to actual you know Disney, uh, corporate. And well, I think I think Universal being out there since 2000 or 2001 or so, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot more uh, talent acquisition going on anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and all the universities that feed into these this industry, all the programs that feed into it, have already been doing that for Universal. So, getting talent, I don't think would have been the problem. I, no. I actually think that that would have been fine. It, it really is they lost a bunch, and they mm-hmm. and Universal didn't lose a bunch because they didn't quite have the same institutional knowledge that Disney did. Yeah. So they didn't um, necessarily have a bunch in the same right, way either. Yeah. Right in the same way, right? And there are long term people there. Trust me, like Mark sure. Woodbury's been there forever. But but it it it's just a different animal entirely. And so that loss of you know the model shop and R and D and and these people who've there are certain people that had been there for you know, 30, 40 years, and corporately they're just checked off. They're a box that oh we get to save that money and it's like wait 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 this this is more than just the paycheck that they're getting. Yeah. Um, what you guys do is so specialized, and I, from what I've heard from friends is that so much of what's done, what's built for the Disney parks now, is concepted by Imagineering and somewhat uh, engineered by Imagineering and designed, it really is where the rubber hits the road is with third-party vendors and scenic companies and effects companies and stuff. And so what I've heard is they looked at it and went, you know what, these people can figure this stuff out too. And it's less risk. So it's, so it's, it's exactly the, the corporate decision you think it is. It's not just cutting money in taxes and, and gaining some tax credits by being in Orlando, but, also, like the way the the way the industry has worked for the last twenty or thirty years has not been this secret little tank of people. It's just that's not 
that's not how any of the big projects since probably mid 90s have happened to be honest well dave do you know do you know of any like poaching from like any of the other parks like sea world's universal are they just going after i mean i imagine it's a feeding frenzy at this point right yeah 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 and 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 there's a there's a you know a lot of hiring going on for big projects like epic and uh, uh yeah i have a feeling that that will go on for a long time and it used to be you know there there was a time between companies when they had no poaching like contracts like i i if i i couldn't uh work for disney if i was working for universal there had to be like a, a an amount of time they used to build that into people's contracts that's all who cares about that no, nobody <laughs> nobody yeah so anyway um I, I mean it's not necessarily a great time to come to florida anyway uh guess is not great i mean it's not great California either, but uh uh, you know, hurricane season's upon us and, uh, you know, I was literally making a spreadsheet like yesterday about the cost of living in California versus Florida and um, the savings that I would have if I moved to you guys, <laughs> the taxes are killing me, but like, yeah. it's, I don't know if it's worth it, but our um, governance is killing us. So that's you know, the problem. Your choice. So that's a pros and cons type of thing. Yeah. But um, you know what? I need more liberal minded people down here. So Sarah, get your butt over here. Welcome <laughs> you to the Floridian. <laughs> They, they need to move Imagineering to Austin. That's uh, yeah, I think right. Jack, I was going to say either come here or, no. or move where Jack lives because yeah. both places need more more liberal yeah. people. <laughs> we're, we're we're a pretty big island of blue in the middle of Texas right now, but that <laughs> island can get bigger for sure. Yeah, right, right. Uh, for every Joe Rogan, I'd like to get like ten you know more you know, progressive minded people. So yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Rent's expensive out here, so <laughs> I got a deal for you, Jack. Because Sarah is at least three Joe Rogans. That's oh, just well, the way it go. goes. She's she's such a pro. <laughs> At least three, um, I'll take it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> waiting, waiting for those Spotify checks to come in. You know, yeah. I want three so, of his Spotify checks. I'll be set. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if that suggests that uh, you also get three times the amount of money here because we all get paid nothing at the moment. So uh, you get three, three percent uh, or three percent of zero. Nothing. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, things you have passions about, uh, let's talk about Yeeted Spider Man. As we've talked about in post uh, other episodes, of course. First of all, yes. you were going to come back and tell us what they do with these yeeted Spider Men. This was a very big deal. No one <laughs> would tell me anything. I've asked. I put it out on Instagram. I reached out to a few people, and all they said to me was, "It's what you like think." And I was like, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" And no one would tell me anything. So they're put, they're put on a farm. They're they're sent yeah. to sent to pasture. I no, think I, that's what it is. I mean. It, it, all everything's fixable, right? Even even uh, damage like that. They they that we know that there's three that they built, right? Yes. And they na- and they named them um, Toby, Andrew, and and uh, um, Tom. Tom, thank you. Yeah. I forgot the the newest one. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, but like that doesn't mean that they have a you know a bucket full of arms and fingers and like parts, right? Like so. Right. I, I first of all, what, allegedly, yeah, I don't, I don't know any of this for sure. This is just my own. Like, if I were designing a show like that, what, what, what was it would go on the back of my mind? And the first thing I noticed was where it hit. If you noticed those little yes. metal fins, that let's are talk about that like real quick exo- though, because you're, 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 uh, what's the term? Um, uh, not hiding the uh, putting no, the cart before the, her- the horse? cart before the horse or the Spider Man oh, before the the okay. web, uh, <laughs> okay. which is of course that that yeeted Spider Man has gone splat. Uh, one of the uh, stuntronic uh, performers, of course, uh, missed its mark and l- crashed through kind of a 
I mean, it looks like a buffer zone once you see it crash through it. And then right. you're like, oh, that's definitely what that is. Uh, opposed that's, to so just was, being that was intentional. Yeah. That was absolutely intentional. And there's right. audio apparently that they can play yeah. if there's a mistake, yeah. uh, which yeah. is super smart. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was, it was quite the, it was quite the display. Uh, if you, if you watch closely too, it's because the, the release cable doesn't go like he stays on the cable, mm -hmm. um, through the swing yeah, and, and then falls back down on top of it. So it's, uh, uh, it, uh, I, I think the, the, the actual release point was the issue, but I don't know that for sure. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I 100% thought it was like fake when I first saw oh, it because because sure. of that first video that was going around a few months yeah. ago that <laughs> it looked like that looked super real. So I was like, oh, is it the same creator? And then I remember I sent it to you guys and then it was just like, no, like this is real. Like it yeah. actually yeah. happened. But I think um, what the what the funny part is, is that they like fixed it so quickly. And I think you're right, Dave. I, like it, it seemed like they were prepared for this to happen, which I'm really like glad about, even with the audio where he says, oh, no, like the breaks, da, 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 da. like, and so yeah, it yeah. seemed like they were, I mean, I kind of like it. It, it adds a little yeah, bit I'm more to like it. Kind of like a Spider-Man to crash into the wall, like once a month. Like I, think I like that need... he crashed though. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I think yeah. it's it seems really like cool. something he would do in real life. Right? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very exactly. Thing. It's yeah. absolutely on brand for Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 And I mean, then the thing is something that complex and something that is untethered like that, the engineering models for that tell them exactly what the what the yep. rate of failure will be. They know that out of every, you know, 500 performances, there's going to be like 0.01 that possibly could fail. So, of course, you're going to design in safeties for that kind of thing. But um, but yeah, I want to see what I would love to see is the, the character come down for the for the. Um, meet and greet right after that with like a his arm in a sling <laughs> like a damaged yeah. costume <laughs> yeah. right right so actually i did i did a little like mini report about this whole event for our our tiktok channel and uh, i i looked up uh, wired actually did a really good video where they interviewed some of the imagineers behind the stunt tronic and it's basically uh, like it's a very very simple animatronic with just a few yep. kind of like uh uh not 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 actuators but like the the way where it can tell where it kind of is in 3d mm -hmm. space and then everything else is just a 3D printed shell on top of it, screwed together. So I think they could actually make another one. Pretty, I mean, if there is any significant damage, they could make another one pretty quick. So yeah. it's it is pretty rad. And also those panels too are apparently meant to give way. They were literally built to fall if if something were to go wrong. So that's why it kind of crashed through them because they yeah. wanted something kind of almost like 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 the cardboard boxes you see for stuntmen. They wanted something that hopefully break a fall if absolutely necessary. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, and there's precedent. There's precedent for a for a free flying thing, right? Universal did the Waterworld plane back in the mm -hmm. '90s, for sure, which is completely untethered, and it's a big, big trebuchet that just like catapults it in. But <laughs> um, I I was working there. I didn't work on that show, but I was working there when the show was being done, and the testing for it was crazy. And Universal is far more carny than the high tech engineering of the Stuntronics, <laughs> um, and that's not a slam. That's like right. point badge of honor for people there. Um, but they they set up the test. And it, it literally is a trebuchet. It's like a counterweighted thing that pushes that plane. They set it up on the back lot. You know where the, the big, it's called Falls Lake. It's where the big lake set is with the sky backdrop on the tram tour. Mm -hmm. They were, they used that because it was full of water. Mm -hmm. And they brought out about 20, what are what they call in the movie industry, ritters, which are those giant fans they used to simulate storms. And they created enough wind for a like force three hurricane because <laughs> it was the only place on the back like they can do it without blowing down trees basically yeah. and so they pointed it basically at the plane and it was all about measuring how far off 
course mm. it, it would go if perchance a sudden burst of f3 wind happened in los <laughs> angeles this is all for legal reasons right you have of to course. but so basically what it resulted in is that plane is the most unaerodynamic plane that has ever existed <laughs> because there's nothing on it to catch any wind <laughs> it's still pretty cool like i saw water oh, yeah. World a I couple of weeks guy. ago it's so cool yeah um but i i really like that um, there was also another thing where cast members were being asked about the crash um, and they were saying things about how, oh, well, those slots are made that way because Hulk gets really mad all the time and he just smashes stuff. So <laughs> it feels like they were prepared for this. So I really yeah. like it. And I think if they would have just said, oh, it's just a part of the show, like it, it, they could have oh, totally like, played it off. Yeah, can't do that. <laughs> and, and of all the heroes, that's the one that it, it, it totally happen. makes 100%. sense. percent. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah, but yeah. I'm still standing by that theory that I think that there's a pile of these Spider-Men like <laughs> just being thrown in a corner. I still think it's happening. I think it's true. I just feel like it my makes 90s sense. Ba- my 90s baby heart just assumes they're all crash dummies. Like all those crash dummies, all my all my best <laughs> friends crash dummies. You know, they they all got new jobs playing Spider-Man uh, at uh Oh, I thought you were talking about the band, the uh, oh, the, the, the Vietnamese song. song. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a that's a little bit older than me. I think maybe oh, okay. just a hair. So no, I think it's I think it's like the prestige style where there's just you know thousands and thousands of these things. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, just keep making them, launch them. It's really Hugh Jackman underneath that Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just multiple Hugh Jackmans. Um, Oh, our our yeeted Spider-Man lore goes uh, even deeper now. Um, but we're going to move on to a not deeper, but wider with the international uh, viewpoint from Victoria. Uh, Victoria, would you like to take us on a large, very expensive trip? I sure can. And if you want me to book it for you, just let me know. Because that commission <laughs> check was probably going to pay my rent for two months. But... <laughs> so Adventure by Disney is offering 75 ultimate Disney fans this private jet trip and the amount of stuff that you get with it is truly VIP you go to not only all of the parks all around the world but you also hit like Paris the Taj Mahal you get to see the pyramids of Giza it's just really first (laughs) class you get tours with Imagineers you get VIP guys you get to stay in like every world-class hotel Mm -hmm. you could think of you could stay there. Your private jet also includes a chef, a physician, and like three staff members to just take care of whatever you need. So anyone want to guess how much all of this costs? Uh, 100000 $100,995. I, I love that as a five. Damn. Right. That's the starting, and that's point. starting <laughs> price. And it's, that's the starting price. That's the starting price? That's just the starting price. Yeah. Up for how many people? Up to how many people? That's per person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and the the down payment is eleven thousand. Oh, oh, that's cake. But I will I will say you also get to start you get to stay at Skywalker Ranch too. So I'm like mm, I could drop eleven k for for Skywalker Ranch, and you also get to go to Walt Disney Studios. You know all these oh. Disney all these Disney vloggers are just salivating at the idea that no one's going to do this, and and Disney's like the cruise. They're going to be like, uh, oh well, we booked it all. Like let's take some vloggers, right? we're gonna do this trip that was exactly what i was thinking (laughs) you know it's whale bait it's like what the casinos do when they put the lamborghini on the floor no one's gonna win that that fucking car like it's yeah (laughs) Mm. this is not for this is aspirational like there's people criticizing it online that who can afford this like that's not that's not the point this is you can't there are people who can afford it there are people who can afford it 
Yeah, there are. There are. There are. And, and they're going to go. And Disney wants to expand to that luxury market. That's been, if anything, in the last Clearly. year we've seen is very clear. Yeah. So, you know, this is whale bait. This is to get the attention of people that would never, ever think of going to Disney World on a vacation. Yeah. Who can go literally anywhere and probably own multiple places they can go around the world for them to go, oh, that sounds fun. Let's do that at yeah. Disney. Like, well, the joke's on them because they've got to go, go to Walt Disney Studios Paris. So take that. <laughs> But you see Catastrophe Canyon, man. Come on now. That's true. It's getting better. This. It's getting better. <laughs> no, so that was, my... that, was, that was a softball, Nathan. That was a softball. <laughs> yeah, my jokes are getting lazy. I'm tired tonight, people. <laughs> my, my sort of thoughts on this, though, is like of all the times to do this, like right now, Disney's getting kind of crapped on more than anything because everything's so expensive. They're nickel and diming everyone. It's like, oh, okay. You think we're yeah. nickel and diming you now? How about a hundred, you know, hundred ten thousand dollar <laughs> flight around the world? It's like, Kate. Test the room. See what's yeah. going on. Like, yeah. this feels so... I mean, the the bad thing is, this will sell out. Like, 100% this is going to sell yeah, out. This will oh, absolutely. absolutely sell out. Only at 75 people, yeah. Yeah, and it sucks because that means they're going to be like, oh, see, people wanted this. And it's like, but why? Why why, why go public with this, honestly? Like, why like why mm. make a big deal? Like, this, there's no reason other than, to like, you know, just to show how, how much money they can get out of people with this. It's, I don't know. This kind of drives me nuts after, you know, seeing how much Disney started charging for things like Disney, like, or like Genie Plus and like Fast mm -hmm. Passes and all of that stuff that I remember growing up with all of that being free. Now you're paying for it and the reservations. It's just like all of this stuff is getting more and more frustrating. And now they're like, oh, by the way, give us a hundred thousand dollars to fly the planet. It's like, no, no, <laughs> now is not the time, man. Just to add on to that, if I were that wealthy and this is just me. Yeah. Why would I pay all that money to hang out with strangers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like but okay, I could buy my own private jet and <laughs> do this on my own. For cheaper too, because I remember For seeing cheaper. like, I remember seeing, I don't know where I saw it, but it was like a while ago. And it was saying you could visit all the Disney parks within about a month. And it would cost like less than like 27 grand. Like if you really wanted to like, actually like stay at the nice hotels and visit all the parks in that month period right. so why would i yeah like why would i spend a hundred like a hundred thousand dollars just for 75 other people that i don't even know and it just it just really gross like the recession's gonna hit like it's right, gonna like, come next year there like, are three steps in like a spin away from a recession and this is what you <laughs> decide to tell us <laughs> one like, step you, at a spin like eh. it's 24 days i mean that's like three and a half weeks it's <laughs> yeah. like do you want to spend three and a half weeks on a plane going to disney like that really i i don't know that's, that's, that's why all i can say is this sounds like a great premise for an agatha christie murder oh. <laughs> so. Blanc. come on give me your knives out yeah come on oh, give me a... ryan's got a, a relationship with disney make this a disney plus like limited series like yeah you know, death on the disney cruise kind of a yeah. thing you know <laughs> oh man that's a great idea speaking of rich people we're talking about more rich people let's go to uh the disney company as a whole uh and we have some Really interesting news coming out of the corporation. First, let's begin with Disney hiring. This is from Variety. Disney has hired Apple Games executive Mark Bozon uh, to head their metaverse creative strategy. Now, uh, the metaverse is a hot word that everyone loves, and no one seems to know what it is. Um, and according to Disney, because that term means a lot of different things to different people, the company um, will basically 
coalesce a lot of different efforts under a next generation storytelling banner is what they're calling it. And um, they call it a defined uh, strategy focused on creating new canvases for storytelling and audience engagement spanning digital, physical, and virtual experiences. I kind of know what that means, uh, but it is also a corporate term like Google gobble uh, that, you know, it, it feels like this, like you could work for Disney in this and end up doing nothing for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I just sat here. No one, no one came and talked to me. I just, you know, that's a nice work from home position. Yeah. Really um, <laughs> does anyone have any thoughts about the metaverse and what Disney wants to do with it? Are we like, are we excited about the metaverse? I saw Ready Player One. It turns out great when you have the metaverse. Yeah. If well, if the metaverse is encompassing Web three and all of that crap that goes along with it, with your NFTs and your tokens mm -hmm. and your DAOs and all of that, that's when it starts getting very scammy very quickly. Yeah, and that's what I get nervous about. If they're yeah. throwing metaverse out there, like the Facebook kind of virtual world stuff, I'm more interested in that. You know that that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, like I could see Disney doing some cool virtual experiences that carry over into the real world kind of arg type stuff like mm -hmm. that would be neat and it's it drives me nuts now that that disney doesn't do more arg type things in their parks they have yeah. a platform they have a whole land to do stuff and they've yeah. touched on it a hair with yeah. like the the stuff at batu and galaxy's edge like there's the game you can play along and and it seems they're going to bring something more coming up here too some yeah 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 like that kind of stuff it's like they're doing more like that if th if that's what this is encompassing i'm all for it but if it, as soon as it says like well get our limited edition nft and, and then i'm like nope i'm out <laughs> yeah. i'm out that's that's dumb i'm I mean, surprised if, they haven't gone down that route oh they, like, have. they, they are they have they already have they have, they have? Buy, there's yeah. disney nfts you can buy yeah it's a it's a pyramid scheme um <laughs> so uh yeah, no, I'm with Jack on the Web3 and NFT thing. It is it is digital snake oil. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing is that I agree with Jack about the ARG thing. The thing is they've actually dabbled in that before. Um, they did a thing called the Adventureland Trading Company at Disneyland, mm -hmm. which was like this pen and paper ARG that you would do around Adventureland. There's a lot of fun. It was all um, in service of playtesting stuff that was supposed to eventually go to Galaxy's Edge. Right. Ghost Post too, right? The Ghost Post is, was great. A buddy of mine yeah. did that. But there's that yeah. that pirate game you can do as yeah. well. That kind of like hidden that like no one knows about, which is yeah. awesome. And I love stuff like that with the little compass. Yeah, yeah. And and Kim Possible obviously was yeah. long running, or and then which then became um, Agent P from uh, Phineas and Ferb. But um, uh, but there was another one they did uh, sort of alongside this called Virtual Magic Kingdom. Does anybody remember this? VMK. <laughs> VMK. If you if you search for Virtual Magic Kingdom, you'll find it. It's from like the um, late '90s, early aughts. It was a web web based um, game, um, uh, and it was it looked like the stuff they were that they ended up buying with Club Penguin. I was going to say, but it, but it yeah. wasn't that. It was actually in the park, and you would there were things you could do in the park to get cards that oh, would wow. be good for typing in a code on the website to get a thing for your room for your little room to decorate in virtual magic kingdom so it ran for a, a while and it was um uh and it was i mean th what they're calling the metaverse now 20 years ago and jack will probably remember this it was all called transmedia yeah right? oh 100 yeah when and, i was in grad and, school and, it was all about transmedia transmedia which is like you're going to take this ip and it's going to have tendrils across video games movies books 
um, board games, uh, sleepwear, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like it was, it was about extending, and that's what they do anyway. That's just yeah, consumer 100%. products. It's just a fan. Another fancy name is now metaverse because now they can know they can do that in digital spaces in either VR, or AR. Okay. Yeah, I think a, a good example of what you're talking about is kind of the Galaxy's Edge, uh, like side stuff, like the book that was kind of Black yeah. Spire oriented, and the yeah. game, yeah, yeah. and yeah, there was a Sims thing, and yeah, so that's kind of the transmedia aspect. I don't know. It's fine. I, they always do this kind of R&D stuff, and this sounds like they're going to have their tendrils uh, in different departments from what it says, and, and they're going to be working with other parts of their organization. So, I mean, if they're helping sort of do that, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I kind of would like us to not look at our phones as much at the theme parties, but um, we'll see what they do, I guess. One of the things that's interesting is now that all the attractions are being developed a lot more with digital tools and 3D space, like you model these attractions basically entirely in 3D, everything before it gets built, is that you can use that data and yeah. you could you could theoretically create like a digital double of the attraction somewhere on on mm-hmm. on, on your quest or whatever. Um, I don't ever think they're going to do that because they want you to go to the on real my world. Disney Quest mm-hmm. day. On your, uh, oh, I see what you did there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Disney Quest. Pour pour one out. Yeah. Um, no, it, I, I I you know it, that's the trick is. I understand them wanting to do content from their movies and TV shows and stuff and make games and, and whatever the metaverse turns into in terms of AR VR fine. But the parks fitting end of that is a hard sell for me because the parks are literally about going to a real place. Why do I want to go to the fake version? Unless it's like extending the experience in a way, if if they can do things in the metaverse that roll out or that roll out into the real park, the way ghost post did, because there was stuff you did at home that rolled out into the the experience in the park. That would be awesome. But scaling that up to their kind of capacity they do is exactly why things like ghost post never got greenlit because they just can't scale it up. Do do you guys really think that, um, things like the metaverse and like VR and like air and stuff like that is going to really catch on for Gen Z and stuff like that? Because I feel like um, a lot of people in Gen Z are picking aesthetics that are kind of regressing in terms of like technology where it'll be like, oh, we'll get like the wired headphones or like we don't want to wear like the AirPods anymore. Yeah. Um, so stuff yeah. like that or like the preppy aesthetic, the dark media aesthetic, like all these different aesthetics that are the aughts is like becoming a thing now. Like, did you love? Oh, my God. Laura's jeans. Um, that's a thing. <laughs> that's becoming a thing now yeah i saw crop um, tops the other day and i was like sweet babies we did this already you don't want to do it you don't want to do it it's, the baby tees and the low-rise jeans are coming back oh in God. and it's it to me it hurts um but i i really do wonder like how that'll like catch on with like gen z if it if it ever really will you know sales for the quest last christmas are are that is fine i think vr has reached the point where it has its audience i don't think it's going to get huge and and bigger but people know what it is now and and, Mm -hmm. you know when they didn't and there is a really easy on road for it so that's a going to be a robust platform for a long time ar is a little trickier because i mean this coming from somebody who's actually working in ar mixed reality right now there is no killer app for it and it tends to be fairly gimmicky right it's 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 um it's everybody turns it off in pokemon go because it wears out your battery and and it doesn't really add to the gameplay or the story you don't you don't need it um, and, and the AR games that are out there don't take advantage of what these phones that literally every phone in the world, 2 million phones in the world can do AR right now. Nobody. Yeah. And what's it used for animating, you know, product labels for marketing. Um, so whoever comes with up that, with that killer app, I think is going to, going to really show the 
so that it's a storytelling platform, which frankly, to toot our own horn, that's what we're trying to do. But the other issue then is mobile versus headset, right? That mm. nobody's made a really mm. good, um, you know, that nobody's made the quest of AR yet, right? Yeah. Google to, to, Glass to, that to didn't do on it? Your face. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we, we talked philosophically in parks, what would it be? It's like, if I could walk through Disneyland with a pair of Ray-Bans that put cartoon characters throughout the land or droids going through galaxy's edge that i can interact with i'm game on i'm in i'm totally in for that because that's special and specific to the place right if Mm -hmm. it's if it's just an ar if it's just ar games out in the world i mean that's niantic's realm right they're 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 opening that api up so everybody can build their own sort of global games but how the theme parks work into it really is going to depend on who comes to the table with hardware that is that everybody wants first and my i mean i would bet on apple for that i think i think ar is definitely the way it's gonna go like that's gonna be the big thing like to me you're talking about like a killer app or something i remember the first time the world lens came out where you could literally hold your phone up to like an image in another language and it would translate it i i went to paris and i used that and it was amazing and i was like this is this is the future this is the stuff that i was expecting in the future and it feels like Either people just don't know about that or it's just not a big thing. But I, I feel like AR, if you did something where it was like you go to Pandora inside of Animal Kingdom and it's like, oh, you have a We have a special lens that allows you to see, you know, invisible Pandoran, you know, creatures. And then like outside the fences and stuff, you could yeah. actually see stuff moving around. So you're not you know running into guests or anything. That's where I feel like this could be the next big thing. This could be the next step because I think AR is now with things like Pokemon Go and, you know, like the Harry yeah. Potter game. It's like you're, you're seeing people kind of understanding it, that things yeah. can exist in, 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 you know, virtual real life. And I'm just I'm shocked that you, we haven't seen that being more, more pervasive throughout the parks in any sort of form. Well, if we can if we can finally get those Ray-Ban AR glasses to everyone, I can have my They Live Park finally yes i can see obey, obey. Um, i think they should just get like the disney park apps working first yeah let's just get the uh, disney park apps working. Yeah, that's a great call yeah because there is no reason they should be doing that and the disney play app sucks like you can't even really use that when you're in like in galaxy's edge i it forgot that existed yeah <laughs> <laughs> well they didn't i don't think they updated it for cosmic rewind there's no cosmic rewind stuff on the play app i think they've already left i think they're already done with it Wow. To, I really do because like if you don't have if you have new attractions coming out like Ratatouille and you're not doing anything with the play app like you've already let it go no one really uses it anyway so. I feel like they put all their chips in the Disney genie and then they mm. just gave up on Disney play yeah <laughs> does, does Disney have Wi-Fi in all the parks uh, I think I think Universal does I don't know AT&T if Disney does. is the proud sponsor of Walt Disney World <laughs> they should not be proud it's not great it's no. there but it's not great but uh, you know, you brought up Gen Z, and I, of course, I teach Gen Z students, and yeah. um, we do a lot of like research about what Gen Z Gen Z students are looking for. And you're right; like they don't spend as much money as their parents. Like uh, the the wild thing is, is Disney is currently setting themselves up for for customers who are their own age, who have that that money set. Gen Z mm-hmm. is not going to pay, mm-hmm. like. For this kind of stuff, not in the same way that past generations are, um, and they better know that because it's going to happen. Um, and you know, I, I we'll we'll see how it kind of pans out. But I agree with you, Sarah. I think you know Gen Z is much more fiscally. Um, I don't want to use the term conservative, but they're more fiscally responsible. 
Uh, because I think it's because they don't have like we don't, we don't have, have as yeah, a Gen Z. Just, I don't have it. So like yeah, we are be a little bit poor. Yeah, very struggling. You know, barely hanging on. But I think what what really. Um, when it comes to technology and the way that it's going forward, I personally don't really get excited about stuff like that. I think it's cool, but it's not something that I I find it to be very scary when we start talking about the metaverse um, and like AI and all that type of stuff. Um, but it's just like seeing how a lot of um, Gen Z is kind of going backwards in technology and like they're kind of going for more of that aesthetic. So I don't know. I just honestly I'm... like you're right though. Like it, it, that's what they're doing. They really are regressing as far like like I can't believe. And I'm gonna bring it up. So Beyonce is dropping a box for her album. Yeah, but it yes. has a CD in it. Yeah. So it has a CD. Who in the year of our Lord 2022 has a CD player? <laughs> I've I've got a mini disc player around here somewhere I could sell yeah. to some oh. kid. If there's any Gen Zers who want to buy a mini disc player, <laughs> they I guess. will buy it. I'm like, jogging. They'll, they'll I'm jogging every stuff. day with my anti shock CD player. I can remember this. <laughs> <laughs> so. But like that's my point. Like she's right. She's right. Like they're regressing back to that. Just like CD Vinyl players sold, and- sold more than CDs several years for several years now. So like yeah. the 2000 aesthetic, the 80s aesthetic is kind of coming in right now. Like you're seeing the 70s aesthetic also. So like you have all these aesthetics that are very clear and you see them in Gen Z, specifically 2000s aesthetic right now. And it's just strange to see like how that is going to play out. Like I'm interested to see how it'll work as Gen Z gets older and they're going to be obviously the the biggest buying block and we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes well i would invest in ska bands people <laughs> <That's coming back. laughs> wave is coming the fourth wave is coming yeah gotta, gotta come back so let's move on to some even weirder disney corporate news and this is from the hollywood reporter with the best image uh i hope everyone in this uh chat currently is looking at the image from the hollywood reporter for those who can't see of course with their ears uh the hollywood reporter is uh, talking about how Bob Chapek has fired executive Peter Rice, and their image is Bob Chapek, who has never looked more like Lex Luthor than in this photo, um, is literally riding a bowl in a china shop and breaking Peter Rice's plate and uh, and other plates as well. So this is this is the head of the Walt Disney Corporation. This is how he is treated by his industry. Um, Peter Rice, and the interesting thing about Peter Rice is, well... There's several things to say about Peter Rice. Peter Rice uh, was an executive for Fox. He has close ties to Rupert Murdoch. Um, he, like, uh, his father knew Rupert Murdoch and and helped. I'm trying to find the uh, the uh, part here where they talk about it. Yes, his father was close to Rupert Murdoch and helped uh, Murdoch fight organized labor in England in the 1980s. I'm not saying this guy is, like, some up-and-comer dreamer who didn't get like a silver spoon given to him. Like this guy, he is corporate through and through. Right. Um, but he got fired. He's, he was working as, um, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to remember his exact title, executive of such and such. He came from the Fox, uh, merger and, uh, he, we're not using the term fired here, uh, loosely, he literally was fired. And if you know anything about the Hollywood industry, and this is a great thing that the the reporter says, they said 
Um, hot, this is the first paragraph. Hollywood is a place where no matter how fired you are, you're not fired. At Disney alone, studio chief Jeffrey Katzenberg wasn't fired when the then chairman and CEO Michael Eisner tossed him out the window in 94. Michael Ovitz wasn't fired when Eisner did the same in 96. By the way, if you've never read the book Disney War, it's all about Ovitz and Katzenberg getting fired. It's one of the best books ever. It's amazing. Um, and then it goes on to say Tom Staggs wasn't fired when Bob Iger pushed him out as COO in 2016. Of course, he had his photo taken away in Pandora. That's that's probably a bigger slight. Um, for those who don't know, Tom Staggs was in a, a photo uh, of the uh, like breaking of the ground with a, a Navi warrior. Uh, and they he got fired and they photoshopped him out of the photo and put a new photo ah, up. That's so um, petty. It's so petty. It's so petty. <laughs> All those people were allowed to resign, right? Yes, like, they all like resigned. These high, these high profile jobs that, that they are allowed to leave gracefully, which is sort of the un- even our best friend, Jeff Morrell. Yeah. Our our best friend, sacrificial lamb, Jeff Morrell, uh, giving us guardians dates. He even gets to leave on his own terms. But Peter Rice gets fired. Uh, and it was a brief meeting on June 9th uh, between uh, Chapek and Rice and the HR chief. Um, and it lasted seven minutes and JPEG just fired him and said yeah. he wasn't a good fit. And they literally had the, uh, the HR chief in his office when he, yeah. when they, and he during their meeting. Wow. So it was not, it, it is a firing. Yeah. And Bryce asked, okay, what have I done? And he said, I just not a good fit. Like he had never got any complaints. Uh, he's known for wanting to spend money uh, to promote stuff and, and, you know, like, He's kind of a go-getter, but that's sort of his problem is he's a go-getter. Like, this is very Shakespearean. This is just Chapek, um, you know, stabbing the person who's going to stab him, right? Um, get Brutus before he can get you. So um, I, it just seems like a kind of a power struggle uh, and a worry, um, but it's really strange. This is really shaken up. Morale is uh, at, like at rock bottom currently at Disney because yeah. uh, Rice hadn't been there long, but he was pretty powerful. I mean, no one's worried that Rice is not going to get another job. He'll be just fine. But uh, it's just a a very strange things to, uh, thing to do in, in a time when you don't need to do strange things yeah. uh, unless you're Millie Bobby Brown. So yeah. my, <laughs> my, my favorite quote in that reporter article is when it's where a Disney insider says uh, Chapek is snatching defeat from the jaws of victory again. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, that he's just doesn't know how to be graceful with any of this. And that's yeah. like, we all knew that, but now it's really, really, really coming home to roost. Well, what, what I heard, the one thing I heard about this, I don't know much about the situation, but I heard that supposedly Rice was being eyed as a possible Chapek mm-hmm. replacement at some point. Yeah. And so Chapek's like, well. oh, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of you before they can even think about replacing you with me or yeah. me with you. And so he Highlandered, uh, he Highlandered him. There can only be one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is strange. It's just, again, it's like I, I, anytime he can do anything that like is simple. I mean, you don't have to keep Peter Rice. You really don't. It's fine. Uh, but why do it like this? Like, it just feels like this guy wasn't ready for for this position. He keeps forgetting that there's like a there's a corporate culture that's already in place. Even when these mergers happen, like Rice is known in the industry. He's not JPEG's not from the entertainment industry. He's he's an outsider. He's a catch up king. He came from Heinz, if I remember correctly. Like. 
like he's not a guy that understands things like Iger did. And and this is when it becomes very clear. Iger would have never done this. This would not have ever happened under his watch, uh, even if he wanted Rice gone. If anything, he would have at least not given Rice a three-year contract, what, like a, like less than a year ago? Like they just upped Rice's contract. So they've got to pay him out for that entire contract as well. So I don't know. Just, an, uh, a, you know, mom and dad are fighting again at Disney. So... We're just going to keep an eye, I guess, and, and go from there. But any other thoughts on this topic? Poor Peter Rice. All right, Peter. This is going to make a really, really great, like, biopic or oh, book. Because yeah. Disney War. Disney War 2, baby. Disney War was great. That is, he is, Nathan's not lying. That is no. a great book. It's it a is a riveting. turner. Riveting read. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, uh, for those who don't know, like, it starts with Eisner coming from Paramount. Uh, and sort of the struggle a little bit with that and him coming in to him leaving. And it is it is a I mean, we're talking the entire 90s Disney renaissance, all of it's covered. Um, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, like, couldn't be more of a toady. You know, when everyone's making fun of Jeffrey Katzenberg during the was it uh, what was the thing he just did? I can't even remember. Goopy Tooby. What is the thing that he just did with the t- the the 10 minute movies? On your phone. A Quibi? Quibi. I knew it was a something-y. Um, <laughs> Quibi. Wasn't that like billions of dollars? That, that was billions of dollars. Jeffrey Katzenberg's money. Yep. Um, yeah. So everyone was making fun of him. And I was like, I made fun of Jeffrey Katzenberg. I, I'm a cool kid. I've not liked Jeffrey Katzenberg You were first. Years. Yeah. I was first at this. So yeah, read Disney War, people. It's great. I do think that this era of Disney is kind of exciting um, because we don't know what's happening. Like we don't know what's going to happen next. And it feels like every day there's just some new weird thing that's going on in the background that just kind of comes out into the open. So I think in a weird way that this is going to be, like you guys said, um, a good movie, a good documentary, yeah, a good book. So we'll see. But let's talk about better things, uh, not only because the podcast is already going along, um, but because there's an exciting new movie coming out, and um, well, they just teased it. Uh, Disney's next animated feature is one I'm very, 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 very excited about because it is 100% my shit. Uh, and that is uh, Strange World, uh, which is this really fun um, – it's a, the teaser and the poster are very retro, alien, kind of uh, 50s vibe. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and some other names. That's directed by Don Hall, who did Big Hero Six and Raya the Last Dragon, um, and it's like like kind of like a a family, this this legendary kind of adventurous family uh, exploring um, a new uh, sort of uh, planet on a critical mission, and it looks a lot of fun. Um, and I'm very excited for the the film, and I'm very excited for the potential on on what we could do with it in the theme parks if it really goes big, because it's a fun visual. Uh, atmosphere what do you guys think it's very pulpy yeah i the only thing i saw was holy crap they're gonna sell hella toys <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all the weird aliens are just it's the whole thing's very toyetic you know um mm-hmm. but i can't yeah i loved it and, and i'm with you nathan that one hit me square between the eyes there's like oh my god this is literally made for me mm-hmm. yeah. i'm excited for it it's it's giving me all the vibes that i could possibly want it, it, and, but, it, but it makes me wonder, though, like, as I say that, and then I think, well, what 10-year-old knows about 
40s and 50s pulp novels and pulp movies and but you know it's gonna hopefully it'll do that thing that disney does which is like it doesn't matter for a younger audience it's just this cool fun thing but there's references and things in it that make us old farts go oh yeah that's funny (laughs) yeah i mean up had a little bit of that vibe in in aspects uh, of the plot of course because it's i mean he's sort of like a more true life adventurer Um, uh but uh yeah totally i mean if we want to bring back uh, the you know someone's got to bring back the the genre of wild science fiction and uh, make it prominent in people's minds. I don't mind if it if it's Disney. So Th- throw um, me a Rocketeer reference in there, I'll be good to go. Ooh, you're, you're, yeah, you're hitting all my buttons. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to the um, the Alamo Draft House Theater? Alamo Draft House started here in Austin. I'm a huge. I know huge they just opened one. They open one up in LA, um, and like the scenes yep. that they have before, like their trailers, they mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of like 100%. Strange World, yeah, because it oh, has like yeah. that 50s vibe. I don't want sci fi dying into to change, but you could you could put a little bit of uh, you could have a special sci fi dine in, uh, Strange Worlds tie in thing for a little bit. That'd be cool, yeah. So that's uh, a good tie in. Yeah. I saw the trailer for it right before I saw Lightyear today, like on like in a theater, and it looks way cooler like when you're just like sitting in there like all the colors are so pretty like i can't wait to see like how they create this like entire new world like yeah i just can't it, it also reminds me of atlantis oh kind of very much so very much yeah, so that, that was probably the last big attempt um, yeah. and very much enjoyed by me as well so well, i'd it, love it, to it, see this movie in 3d i think that's i think they're gonna really play oh with that. Yeah. yeah i mean it's a movie like this i see you know if animal kingdom didn't or if, if Animal Kingdom wanted to replace like the dino area with something like this, that would be cool. Kind of like the the, the weird future retro world of weird. Uh, yeah, I, that would be pretty rad. I mean, can but... Animal Kingdom really have two fictional planets, though? Yeah, that's the issue, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pandora. I don't know why the hell not. They don't why? know what it is. It doesn't is. matter anymore. <laughs> it doesn't I want matter a dark anymore. ride of this. I feel like oh, a dark every... ride would be super cool. Yeah. Honestly, if they took out that. indie in a studios. And just use that space for it? No, 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 no one touches Indy. <laughs> no one touches Indy. But Star Tours, on the other hand, yeah, um, this could make that a is really good Star Tours is basically right across from Sci Fi Dine In. It's not that far. Mm-hmm. There's Ooh, the, you could true, you could do a true. little bit of uh, travel the planet and that thing. So uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Sara, we're going to. Uh, talk about Lightyear. You mentioned Lightyear a second ago, but before we get there, has how. Uh, have you all seen Miss Marvel? Have you watched at least one episode yet? Have I seen yep. Miss Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> watched the first episode. It was fantastic. It was great. I, I wanted to yeah. watch the second one tonight, but we're running long, so I don't know if I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it as well. Thoughts, people? I think it's fantastic. It, it's 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 great. I mean, it, it checks off so many boxes of stuff I'm looking for in, in TV, you know. I got a little nervous um, regarding the power switch up situation, mm-hmm. but I'm after seeing the show i have no complaints yeah i mean it's it's there's complaints that it's not the big stretchy hands that she has yeah in the Avengers game right i think there's going to be versions of that it's like I, yeah like that's, I, I think anything. so too well they, i mean they alluded to that in the first episode when yeah. she reached out to sort of break the fall of the girl but i think honestly the you know we got the, the fantastic four is coming into the mcu yeah. within the next five years and i think having a stretchy girl and also a stretchy man it's kind of like <laughs> we need to sort of differentiate them a little bit and i think that's that's what they're gonna do and it's like oh, okay cool and, and it works for me yeah. and everything i've seen so far with her has been great so i am excited about 
the Disney Plus show, Stretchy Girl and Stretchy Man, though. That's <laughs> very exciting. The little touches of, of style, though, with the little animated things overlaid, like, you know, what, what she's seeing or, you know, that, that scene where she's texting with yeah, her friend. Yeah, texting and the text messages oh, texting showing amazing. up in the scenery. It was, it was very... All the neon uh, very signs current, used Very cool. And, yeah, yeah, I'm always I'm always fascinated to see how people, inter- like, you know, bring texting into a movie if it's just going to be, yeah. like, text on a screen or something like Chef or, like, how, however they do something a little bit different. And they nailed it with this. It was very i was very um uh like kind of guy richie-esque sort of maybe yeah. not guy but it was it was neat how they sort of Tactile, implemented it yeah the yeah there's a the second episode i can't edgar recommend wright. enough edgar wright as well as oh edgar wright there you go um the second episode really dives into kind of mosque culture and mosque life um and yeah and it's in it's really interesting. I mean, even from a perspective of like just someone who doesn't know that culture very well, like it's just interesting, period. Like I don't need any of the superpowers. I would have just watched a show about that. Um, but it's really fun. And like, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about, OK, well, what do you do with a hijab? And like and there's been some hand wringing on Netflix shows about how do you make it progressive, but also be okay with the hijab and blah, blah, blah. And the show immediately just kind of comes out and is like, I feel like myself when I'm in my hijab and that's all the way it is. Like she has a friend that wears it and it's not a problem and and it's fine. Um, but it fully addresses the gender differences inside of the mosque. It does not stray away from any of it. I, as a white man, is now going to shut up and let Sara talk about this, which makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I should have probably shut up like 20 minutes ago about no, no, whatever no, no, no. I'm talking about. I... Sara's like jumping up and down wanting to talk about it. Go ahead, please. <laughs> no, I absolutely like love hearing people's perspective when it comes to like stuff like this, because as a Muslim, I'm seeing it from a completely different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so just speaking to the cultural aspect of the show, like one of my favorite things was just hearing her say Bismillah. And that means like in the name of God. So just like hearing that out loud of like on a show, like on an American television show it's just like oh my god like that's crazy because like we used to get made fun of for saying things like that we were called terrorists for saying things like I mean, that good god cbs's <laughs> whole lineup was if you saw a mosque like it was going to be a terrorist organization exactly. right. for like yeah. for like 15 years that's the way it was post 9 11 yeah so. absolutely and i think that there's definitely that trope that we constantly see of like a muslim girl on Netflix, we've seen it time and time again, where she falls in love with a white boy and she takes off her hijab. And that's her that's her that's her showing her freedom. And I think that I absolutely love the fact that they are addressing that you can be progressive and be Muslim, you can still have that hijab and like, be okay and comfortable in who you are. And that doesn't negate from the fact that you're just normal, like everybody else. Um, So and also, I do love the fact that they are addressing those gendered um, issues that come about within the faith. I think that there's a lot that needs to be talked about in that context, because I think when it comes to Islam, there is definitely um, the very conservative side of it. There is obviously the very progressive side. There's a modern side. Like it just like any other faith, it's going to be that way. Um, So I think it's important to kind of bring that out into the open and have those discussions in a way that is not um, harmful to the Muslim community, but also even allows us who are within the Muslim community to like look within and say, how do we how do we talk about this? How do we deal with this? How do we move forward within our own community while also still bringing other people from the outside in? Um, So I really just loved that aspect of the show and just seeing positive Muslim representation on screen. Amazing, beautiful roses. I think that what's really great, too, is it's 
it's using it's using the the sort of accessibility and popularity of a of a superhero show yes. to sort of be a Trojan horse for some uh-huh. of those issues. You know, like a lot of the, the the really cool sort of progressive content right now, it's getting you engaged because you love one thing and saying, hey, well, let's look at this story or this culture or this angle mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet. And it's fantastic. There's a scene in the second episode, and it's not really a spoiler, um, but her and a and a love interest kind of hide behind a menu um, from her brother. And the shot, you kind of go like, this is 100% from it, like a like a teen romance Netflix mm-hmm. show. Like, this is the exact shot. Like, I've, like, I know this vibe and this look, and but it does it really well. I mean, this whole show makes all of the Disney Plus shows look gray as hell in comparison. Like, the, the, it really there's does. such a vibe. Uh, and uh, just even in the editing, a kinetic energy that the rest of them get so bogged down in uh having to explain everything that that you know it's they're already like mid something right oh this is pre-snapper post-snapper blah 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 blah. and and this is like we're not gonna talk about any of that like this is just a kid and it's an origin story and it's simple um and there's a beauty to that 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 i had don't feel like we've seen in a while because i don't love origin stories i'm very tired of the concept but this still was able to sort of make something interesting out of it well, I mean, just the character herself is very much the love letter to the MCU, because, I mean, like the whole idea is, you know, Kamala is uh, just a fan of the Avengers and very much Iman in real life is a fan of the MCU. And so yeah. it's kind of it's such perfect casting and like hearing interviews with her and like her talking about watching new rock stars and going on Reddit to like read posts. And now she's in it. And like, that's such a cool thing. And like everything about her is great hearing her like that. She's texting Kevin Feige and like complaining about stuff. It's like, ah, like as a fan, it's like you dream of <laughs> about that and she gets to live that and it's like that that's so cool that's such a positive energy that we're getting and i'm very very excited to have her in this this overall world and also the fact that she's going to be in miss marvel or in the in the marvels coming out next year it's like this isn't it for her she's moving on to doing a whole lot of things so hopefully if the rumors about new avengers are going to be true then maybe she'll roll into that it's like there's i'm just excited to see more of her character more of her in the whole mcu and she's she's like she's like um gen z spider-man basically honestly yeah yeah Yeah, the character really uh falls in line with that and she was on the daily show and and uh there was an attempt to try to get her to say something or leak something or you know oh what do you got for us she she just said i told kevin like i'm not gonna pull a tom holland like it was just like (laughs) she just knows the language and what's like it's very funny so great show um excited for more episodes uh everyone i know you're like wait a minute there's another disney plus show why are you talking about obi-wan kenobi we're going to get to it when it's all over because we're that close. So uh, we'll talk about it then. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about there, too. So we'll get to that. But uh, as Sarah talked about earlier, she saw Lightyear today. Uh, I think you're the only one. No one else got to see it yet, right? I mean, it's not even technically I don't out. plan on seeing it, so I'm fine with spoilers. You don't plan on seeing really? it? Really? Let let's start with your reasoning. Uh, I'm just curious. It just... Uh, it's... it's just not hitting it? <laughs> It's not the vibe. I mean, it's not the vibes. I mean, once you've seen Bob's Burgers movie, it's not the vibe. Yeah, that's the end of it, right? Like you don't need to see any movies for a year. All right, I don't disagree. That was a great movie. Um, but sorry, what'd you think? I was okay. 
I have mixed feelings because one thing that I love about the, like just the visuals stunning. Like I am not the like most, per- I don't love space movies. I think they're very boring. They're very bland. They don't like, like go anywhere for me. I'm really glad um, you're the only one that saw it. This is, this is a good <laughs> review so far. Go ahead. <laughs> wait, 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 just listen, just listen. Okay. okay. So I don't love space movies, but I loved this one. I oh. thought that it kept me very engaged and it was like, the entire time I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? The tension was like really building up like it was I felt tension in this movie. Like there were actually like high stakes, which I don't really feel a lot of the time when it comes to like Disney and Pixar movies. Um, and I feel like there was like a lot of um, obviously it's a Pixar movie. There's a lot of themes that are very important. I don't want to spoil it because um, I think it's really great. Um, but one thing that definitely stood out to me was um, Chris Evans voice. It didn't sound like Chris Evans. It just sounded like Buzz Lightyear. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. that, but yeah. it, he he just sounded like Buzz Lightyear. Um, but I thought that it was just visually just stunning. It was so beautiful. Like there are so many shots in that movie where I was like, oh, my God, like there's no way. Like it just it's super pretty. Um, and I definitely loved Izzy's character, Alicia's character, uh, Stan, Black women, love them. I love the way that they were um, portrayed in the movie. Um, and I feel like all the other side characters were great. Yeah, Taika Waititi's in them too, right? Yes, yes, he uh-huh. is. He, uh, his character's name is Mo, and he was very funny. I felt like he didn't have that much of a role, really, but he was still kind of funny. Um, and Socks is my favorite. He's <laughs> so, so cute. Um, but yeah, I think the movie overall, for me, I would give it like an 8 out of 10. That's pretty good. Because um, it was still a space movie. But overall, <laughs> but it was, it's my favorite space movie. I'll, I'll put it that way. Where does this fall in the timeline of the Toy Story cinematic universe? Because from what I understand, it, this is so Buzz Lightyear was a real person that it, is this movie like his his existence or is this a movie about the real guy? So because- that's the thing It's just it's not I don't think he's real. I don't think he was a no. real guy. So this he's the, just it's, a it's movie. The- it's the toy. This is the movie Andy's toy was based on. It's not based yeah. on a real guy. Oh. It's so like, this movie is from 1995. Right. Yeah. The 1995 sci-fi yeah. movie that Andy saw fell in love with Buzz Lightyear and bought the toy. Well, here's oh, what's so, interesting. Okay. I'm trying I, thought, to, I thought it was a real guy. No. Yeah. Same I'm, here. I'm trying to find. Hold on a second. There's. <laughs> I'll just try to explain it the best I can. I can't find the article. Um, a uh, Someone talked to the director and, and asked these questions, basically. And he said. Mm-hmm. It's not a 1995 movie. It's like a 1985 movie that he saw in a re-release in 95 and then got on VHS and watched a bunch at home. Uh, and he, he But then says, how did he get a new toy? The toys had always been around. It, 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 oh, it was okay. a new it was a new batch. And okay. and what he, what this oh. is what's interesting. He says, "Think of it like this." This gets real deep, just so everyone knows. But uh, he goes, "The Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story is the real Ghostbusters toy version of Buzz Lightyear. So for those that don't understand that at all, and uh, <laughs> if you hadn't, congratulations, you're a, a normal adult. Um, Ghostbusters, of course, came out. And then, of course, there was the real Ghostbusters cartoon and the designs were a little different and the voice actors were a little different and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and the Buzz Lightyear toy is that slightly different cartoon version. And and so the, the interviewer asked, so what you're saying is Tim Allen is the Lorenzo music of Buzz Lightyear? And he said, yes, 
Tim Allen is the Lorenzo music of Buzz Lightyear, of course, because Lorenzo music voiced uh, Peter Venkman in the cartoon Real Ghostbusters instead of Bill Murray because they couldn't get him. So Tim Allen is not the OG. I mean, in theory, not the OG voice uh, in the cartoon counts. He goes, the Patrick Warburton cartoon is totally legitimate. That's just the cartoon voice for that cartoon. So there's there's just these the action hero version and, and that sort of stuff. So that was how they sort of laid it out is – you know, Buzz Lightyear was a movie. Now, he doesn't have answers for who the actor is who plays Buzz Lightyear in the Buzz Lightyear movie, right? Because there's an actor in Andy's world who played that character, of course. But, um, yeah. So, if that's not complicated <laughs> enough, I don't know what is. That just was like... like the way like... <laughs> that just went right... I was. But yeah. while you were saying that, I did find out <laughs> that I might make time for this movie because I didn't know... Josh Brolin's father was playing Emperor Zerg, so I'm like, hmm, I might. Josh Brolin's father's in it. What? Yeah, he plays Emperor Zerg. Grandpa Thanos. Grandpa Grandpa Thanos. I was like, Grandpa Thanos. I can't put James Brolin. And there's a and there's a and there's a queer relationship in it too. Right? Yes, there is a yes. Mm-hmm. That made cool. me the first thirty minutes of Lightyear made me cry. I'm gonna oh. just say that it just like immediately. Right. I was like, okay, Pixar movie, well, we're crying. I'm more excited to see it now than I was. I, I, I wasn't really going to make time for it, but I think I will now. It's a really, really good movie. I'm sure the gay kiss helps, Dave, but I'm sure it was a Lorenzo music. Uh, <laughs> it was really he, Lorenzo music. Yeah, yeah that really yeah, laid it out yeah. for you there. But now um, you need the now you need the existential crisis sequel to this where Andy's in college and it's like, um, is it like Birdman where he tries to become uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear, right? It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, there you I go. think that's, that's, that's the next one. Pixar of needs course. to do I do want to say there was one part of the movie that I kind of was like, eh, about, um, which was like, I feel like I get it. The whole like time and space and like multiverse <laughs> type of thing is like, you know, it's there. Yeah, but like, true. I, I, to, I am not the type of person that will sit there and be like, oh my God, this universe and that universe and this connects and all these different things. It's you just must not really me. Like t- you must really like TV and movies right now. <laughs> I, it hurts my brain. It hurts. I just started Stranger Things too, so like it just hurts. I was just about um, to say, like you must have hated that. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I, I literally have to have like a notepad and things just to like to keep track of these things. But they kind of introduced that in 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 the movie, and I'm not going to spoil it any further than that. But then that part was very confusing, and it just kind of was like glossed over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, eh, about that. But the rest of it was pretty good. Cool. You had me at James Brolin plays Emperor Zerg. I mean. Right, I might I might make time for that now. Could see it. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? That's about going to the movies. But you know, would you guys do you remember riding the movies? That was a thing we used to do at Universal. We would ride the movies, but now we can escape the movies over at City Walk. Victoria, tell us about escaping the movies. I'm very torn about this, but um <laughs> so just because I really love the great movie, right? I feel like they're being petty, but I'm for it. Anyway. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a, I feel like it's a little dig. It's great. I feel like it's a dig. I worked the great movie ride. I did my college program with the great movie ride. I love the great movie ride. Such yeah. a good one. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it maybe, was my maybe you actually had Jack as one of your guides. That's that would, possible. what year? Uh, 2002. Oh, oh I, 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 yeah, I was in I, elementary school. <laughs> I, I mean, that may have been perfect for what it's worth yeah, right, exactly <laughs> right <laughs> but um 
So this was a rumor late last year, but Universal officially confirmed it. Um, those wonderful um, nightclubs that are in City Walk, yeah, they ain't coming back. <laughs> they are now going to be escape rooms based on two classic Universal franchises, uh, Fast and the Furious. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> give it time. Back to the. <laughs> <laughs> one's going to be back to the future and one's going to be jurassic world not jurassic park um no details have been made yet except that tickets are going to be coming soon and it's going to open in fall Here, here's the thing here's like i saw that and i i knew the rumor was true because uh and i don't know any details about it i just know friends are working on it and here's the thing to me those spaces for those nightclubs are huge yeah they really are going to be huge and well, and and there are not very many branded ip based escape rooms usually if there are they're done for like promotional reasons not permanent you know to make money which means i have a feeling these things scale wise are going to be huge in terms of detail and effects and all that kind of stuff my my, my thing is so you, you're saying it's a big footprint they've got to have a lot of the same rooms i imagine it's going to be like multiple copies of the exact same rooms on both sides sure. like this is the back to future side this Jurassic park side i'm i'm right. curious how many sort of experiences will be running at the same time because most escape room places they have like maybe at most eight rooms and it's yeah. like all different theming this will be well, like four or four back you know four really four. big like from, yeah. from what i remember it was which, um which clubs yeah. in a way which ones are they using the groove the, the groove and um a co- the, uh, the coconut <laughs> The coconut, yeah. Red yeah, coconut, coconut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The coconut and the groove, that's what they were called? Yeah, yeah. that's why they were wow. so popular. Um, <laughs> okay, so we got which one are you most excited about and why is it not Jurassic World? Back to the future. Back to the yeah, future. Back, course, to the back, to the future. back to the future, right? I feel like it's going to be back to the future. If it was Jurassic Park, I would be like, ooh, but, Jurassic, but in Jurassic World, immediately I'm like, well, all right. I don't know. I mean, if it's an escape room where like there are raptors at the door and they will be let in unless I, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm in. the only way I'm, I'm going to escape in. is if I do this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just got to put my hand thing. up. You can just escape. Just put your hand up. Yeah. Put your hand like, up and you're it. all good to go. I don't know. I, here's what's also interesting to me. I, I 100% know Christopher Lloyd is game to doing like instructional like tie-in video for the escape room like he'll 100 percent do it so like and you know probably they'll get bryce dallas howard for some money they're not they're not gonna get chris pratt for it because he didn't do anything for anything but he's in velocicoaster he's in velocicoaster yeah if you don't like locusts i don't see a a real reason to go to the jurassic world one it's gonna be full of locusts um for those who've seen Uh, the new movie um i have yeah. I have, yeah. I haven't, and that's what I know of it. Uh, that's why I'm waiting for it to come out on uh, streaming. Uh, you haven't you seen know it? the plot, then. No, I, I actually, I actually kind of liked it. Boo, it was, really? Yeah, it was, a, it was a, it's a, it's a Mission Impossible movie with dinosaurs. If you like I'm a so slow, it's a slow burn. It's a slow okay. burn. I liked it. Like, I didn't hate it. No, I don't like five dollar showing. You know, nice I just wanted that more dinosaurs. That's more all. Dinosaurs. I was like, it one... needed more dino. It needed something. Sure. It was missing something. What's it missing? What? What's this dinosaur movie missing? Um, <laughs> the dinosaur. Wasn't that a joke in the first movie? <laughs> yeah, right. Be yeah. any dinosaurs in your dinosaur park? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, oh, but I, should all, I, I, I forgot to mention it's called Universal's Great Movie Escape, which is right. why I said they're which petty. Is a nice dig. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very good. Um, uh, let's let's propose anyone have any proposed escape rooms based on universal or we'll put it we'll say universal studios not necessarily universal we'll say that they can work with 
uh, Warner Brothers on properties they use in the parks. Um, any any specific ones you want to see? I mean, honestly, like a Fast and the Furious one, like something like you're locked in a garage and you have to get out before someone shows up like that. That's yeah. not Jack, a, I was I've joking. Done, I've, done a, I've done a lot of escape rooms. And like, yeah. honestly, like you start thinking of like, what would be cool things like hide stuff and like trying to get into like the Dodge Charger. Like that would be kind of yeah. cool, actually. And you get a like, Corona you start if a, you get you out. Know. Yeah, you, exactly. You get a Corona. That's good. And your family. A little barbecue. Your family. Um, family. I wouldn't hate Psycho. So, oh, that'd be. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't the, hate the, a Psycho house. The Blumhouse horror stuff could be could be. Obviously, that lends Ooh. itself. I would love to see a Bo- the Bourne movies. Hmm. Um, turn into escape room. That'd be really good. Sarah, any thoughts? Any? I was just thinking like a horror nights thing, like with the original. Oh, like, just switch it out. Make it horror just... nights escape rooms for a couple. Yeah. Months. Oh, like That's so, like smart. somewhere how to do tribute store. Yeah. That's okay. what I thought it was. I thought they were gonna like make different escape rooms, and that they were just gonna like constantly switch them out. If they were smart, they would yeah. hire me. But- I mean, that's the problem. It's like you do you do the two you do the two rooms, then it's like all right now I have to wait six months for the next one. So yeah. it would make sense for them to have a lot. I mean, another one. I mean, not to be too much of a homer, but a Men in Black escape room would actually be pretty rad. I'm like, there's <laughs> oh, a that lot would of be cool sick. stuff. In there. It would be cool so, if only we knew someone who knew that aesthetic well. Um, if only, if only, if only. Um, I mean, you I get know. flashed at the end and you don't remember any of it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Oh, look, if you're at the end, flash me, Dave. I'm gonna remember it. So. <laughs> Tune, tune into the Volcano Bay episode of Annual Pass. <laughs> Getting flashed at the uh, Universal Escape. That ride photo is. I can't Ooh. wait for you to see that ride photo. It is epic. I'm ready. Uh, we already posted it. Yeah, we, we already posted it, it on Twitter. Yeah, we tweeted out. It's out there. You should go look it up, folks. It's uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know what I want? I want a Dr. Seuss one. I think Ooh. that would be that'd be fun and different and wild. That'd be interesting. That's great because it could be in rhyme. Like yes. all the all the stuff could be wordplay and rhyme. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. I would literally lose my mind as a nanny. I just want you to know that. <laughs> well, Victoria, there's some other news that might make us lose our minds. Uh, in our uh, next segment, which of course is a segment that we all love, which is Beware Our Guest. So in Beware Our Guest, of course, we talk about different guest interactions in the park. And interesting, we have some some sort of tangentially related material this week. But Victoria, you're uh, going nuts about uh, uh, certain waters and... Uh, getting touched by certain feats. This is no church for sh- foot washing either. So what, what are we talking about here? Oh, Lord. So I don't know what people are doing these days. But um, so there was a video on TikTok that recently did numbers of a, um individual wanting to cool off on a hot summer day. And they decided to do so by sticking their foot into the Splash Mountain River while the ride was in motion. As they say, keep all your limbs in the boat at all times. Clearly, this did not apply to this individual. So, um, yeah. At least he didn't drink the water. We, we've moved up. We, yeah, it's we, something. Did we, though? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a way to lose your foot. Like, 100%. How yeah, stupid yeah. do you have to be? Come on. Say, drinking water is just internal damage, whereas, like, you lose, <laughs> I mean, you lose a foot, you're going to scar someone. Because I don't yeah. know, you know, you drink that, you can deal with that at home on your own time. But if you know, if I <laughs> if I round a corner and I see a foot floating in the water, that's going to mess me Ooh. up pretty bad. I'm pretty sure that uh, whatever you do to your insides uh, with mm. that water is kind of equivalent to when I have lunch at Pecos Bills, so it's fine. It just works either way. <laughs> Damn, you hate Pecos Bills? No, I don't hate it. That's the problem. Um, oh. <laughs> 
so that's about it for that one. Just a, a guess being gross. Um, but we weirdly have a special edition. Dave, we have cast member edition of Beware Our Guest. I know. Tell I know. us this about is, this. So rare. That, that video is amazing. It's at Disneyland Paris, and it was a, um, somebody was shooting a video of a guy who was proposing to uh, his uh, soon-to-be fiancé wife uh, in front of the Disneyland Paris castle. And he was doing it on like a – it was probably a performance platform yeah. or like a, uh, somewhere that's – stage? The, yeah, like it was a the, stage, uh, stage area. Yeah, it was – and and right as he pulls the ring out, this cast member runs by, grabs the ring, and runs off going, nope, 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 you got to come with me, like pulls him off. Can't and it's like – like I kind of, I sort of understand, right? It's 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 not a you don't want everybody suddenly going, oh, I want to stand over there. But there's ways to handle that and still let this thing happen. Yeah. And it was really tacky. And so Disney's already apologized for it and said, you know, we they want to make it right, and they they they've they've reached out to the um, apologized to the couple involved enough to make it right, and then they re, they regret how it's handled. Who knows what happened to that uh, to that employee? I mean, what do they do at Disneyland Paris to to? to um you cannot touch this. me i'm union yeah they're, they're, exactly <laughs> they're yeah right or they just take away their wine so yeah. um my wine just took peter rice's job actually yeah yeah. <laughs> right. yeah it's it was the video's incredible and like oh it's kind the of worse it just makes me feel terrible awful. it made me angry watching it i yeah, was just yeah. so mad as, as a former cast member it's like what are you thinking, buddy? For yeah. a number one, as a human, you don't grab a ring box out of someone who's on a knee. Yeah, like, what are yeah. you doing? Like that's yeah. that's a one way ticket to you know knuckle sandwich. Like don't don't do that. They call Disneyland Paris a lawless land for a reason. Like they do not give a single fuck about your relationship. You are not really? supposed to be up on that stage, sir. there was like okay so there was two sides to the story that i was seeing on twitter which was like one defending the cast member and one defending the couple and for me like i kind of lie like i'm in the middle because i feel like for the cast member he probably saw it as a dangerous situation like we don't as a guest you don't know that stage you don't know if it's stable like something could have happened where that guest could have possibly like gotten injured could it have waited for him to like tell them to get off stage and like have their moment and then move on yeah, absolutely. But I think from the cast member's perspective, I think maybe he was just maybe he took he, he was definitely taking his job a little too seriously. 100%. But yeah, it's I that agree. fear of losing your job as a cast member for like the smallest of things. Like it happens so like it's so often that it happens that people lose their job because of the guests that like who did something. Um, so I think the guests the guests were definitely ridiculous for going up there. They could have proposed in a different area, but I think the cast member was also 100% wrong in this. So, yeah, it's, I think everybody's at fault. Yeah, it's just the wild thing is if that cast member waited 10 more seconds, yeah. 20 yeah. at most, yeah. this wouldn't have been a story. He, they would have proposed, mm-hmm. smiled, walked off stage, and that would have been it. But, right. Yeah. He could gracefully say, everybody, exactly. Boston, okay, now off yeah. the stage. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Be like, let's take your photos over here. Like, yeah, I have a right. better view. You know, like yeah, right, it could have right, been right. handled. Just touching guest stuff is like a big no. So I don't even know how. Especially you don't know how much that ring costs. They would have like, right? Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, to be honest, this is the best thing that could have happened to that couple because Disney's <laughs> right. If they're gonna make it right. Yeah. It's free honeymoon right. at Disney. Yeah. I know yep. of a hundred and ten thousand dollar trip around the planet that could yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, maybe yeah. for their honeymoon, Disney will let them have Mickey Mouse. And food for their guests, and certain <laughs> things won't be a problem. 
Uh, and that is our final uh, Beware Our Guest segment, which is also going to lead us into a slight discussion about Disney adults. Dave, what has occurred? It's become quite the drama. So uh, there was a, a, a meme that went around, a post that went around that's been taken down. That was um, uh, um, a user uh, who, on Reddit who said that uh, she uh, she's a 28-year-old bride. And her 30-year-old husband, uh, and they had drawn ire from wedding guests for their wedding, which they held at Walt Disney World, for choosing to spend their catering budget at a Disney wedding on an appearance by Mickey and Minnie instead of food. And so they got, right, and it just reading that aloud, just, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I they got dragged. And, and I'm like, well, like, the last thing with Sarah, I'm kind of halfway, like, Look, they were clear about it on the invites, right? That's true. I think well, yeah. they said, right? She says she told everybody, right? Yeah. And so, so hey, it's their wedding, it's their money. Let them spend what they want, and if Mickey and Minnie make them happy, great. At the same token, would what I expect to have, you know, a, a smidgen of something to eat or drink at a, <laughs> at a wedding or a reception? Yeah, just something. some cheese, Please. a little crackers, a, something, some juice box, a Capri Sun, something. Yeah. But of course, this opened up the the whole Disney adults discussion again, mm-hmm. again. Um, again, and even NPR did a thing, which was like they they really <laughs> lowered yourself NPR for that kind of clickbait. Ooh, but they tomato, had a, tomato. They did have a good article um, done by one of the pop culture happy hour people uh, mm-hmm. who talked about being a Disney adult and mm-hmm. what that actually means to them. So there was this other because I had the same thought. I was like, what the heck, NPR? And then they had this other kind of counter, which I thought was right. nice. So the, 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 the most the most clapbacks were from people like you never criticize sports fans like this like what which is you know we know that argument right but the biggest thing to me is not even that it's not even the tribalism of fandom and what you choose to spend your time and money on as an adult and what people see as is okay for you or not it's that disneyland was built for adults Disneyland yeah. was built for adults to bring their kids. It's not a. It's it's not for children. Yeah. Date it was night meant, at Disneyland. Exactly. Date night in the 50s. Disneyland. I mean, Walt's original statement was, "I wanted something that you know I could do with my kids." And yeah. so, th- so criticizing it like adults aren't, and then that devolves into, "Well, if you're an adult without kids and you're going, you're part of the problem." And it's like, great. I don't. Well, then let worse. me be a part of the problem. Yeah. yeah can, that, right. Can you afford kids right now? Yeah, right. Yeah, I can barely afford the three cats and dog I got in the other room right now. You want me to birth a child? Do you know how much that economy? costs yeah, in right. this economy? Yeah. yeah. So it's just round and round, and it's the they become the punching bag all over again. Well, and there was not it was not very helpful that someone who needed to sell a book about Disney and religion came out and was like, Well, you see, they're <clears throat> these people oh, are maligned because it's very much like a religion. Here's the thing though. She's kind of right. Yeah. Like, yeah. As, yeah. as churches right. dissolve, like this is people get kind of weird. They're like, why are Star Wars people so like crazy and like all about canon? And I'm like, oh, they're just the Sadducees of 2002 or 22. Like this is nothing. New. This is nothing new. We've just changed the text, you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, and there are certain people that go to Mecca every year. And that just happens to be Disney World. And she's not wrong. I just think that it was not helpful in trying to then bring in like the religious aspect and, oh, there's iconography. Yeah. Well, I I, I heard one defense of that or what's saying that's not, that doesn't hold water because Disney's a big capitalist corporation. And I'm like, and religions (laughs) aren't. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and Joel what? Osteen is poor. Yeah. yeah Holy Land shut down. You can't go there anymore. So. <laughs> Do you know how much it costs to go to Mecca every year? Like, there's there's packages, people. A silver package, a gold package, a platinum package, <laughs> and it can cost you like just the bare minimum six thousand dollars just to go to Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, like, I mean, let's the mega not Mecca sit here. package is amazing, though. That's I mean, more than Galactic Star Cruiser. It's expensive, <laughs> but you know what? It does include the ticket, the visa, and a five star hotel. So I'm not gonna, you know. Oh it's God. something. It's something. <laughs> it's that's an experience I'll pay for. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I mean, but... take out the take out the 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 the, the sort of um, uh, the tenets of of a faith and look at it from a structural standpoint. Yeah, it's like uh, church is about community, and yep. Disney mm-hmm. fans have made a community for themselves and yeah. and there are subsets within that there's the you know the the there's the, the disney gangs and there's the um uh you know the the bloggers and then there's the foodies and just let people enjoy things why yeah. this doesn't affect your life why are you criticizing them yeah, yeah. I, I think like for for me like i'm relatively new to kind of like the disney like vlogosphere and podcasts and everything and i mean i gotta say everyone i've dealt with in this world in this universe of, of podcast and just like video people everyone has been amazingly friendly and positive and it has so much <laughs> yeah. I mean, but i mean like there might be some snarky people every now and then but for the most part like i've i've had the opportunity to, to meet people i've been watching videos for years now and it's like oh yeah now i'm like buddies with some of these people and even like like dave i watched an interview with dave through another podcast that i listened to and just kind of cold called him on twitter and now we're buddies and it's yeah. like it, it's such a, a such a warm welcoming like sect of people that i it's yeah it's frustrating that people kind of crap on it but it's like we the the disney fan isn't really going to be an aggressive person these aren't people who are going to be like you know pissed off when you call them like oh you're soft because you like this like yeah yeah i kind of am it's like they're not going to (laughs) fight back you know but it's because it's all about love and it's all about you know like enjoying stuff and having these memories of being a kid and and to me theme parks are art and that's how i approach it like as i've grown my 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 perspective on theme parks has changed from like oh my gosh fluffy characters to now i see you know something like you know diagon alley and i'm like this is incredible like the the architecture and the art and this this moving you know there's millions of people go through here yet it, it keeps the charm like Things like that, like that's what I appreciate of it, and, and it changes. But you you learn to see different aspects of it as you get older, yeah. and I think yeah. that's the cool thing about growing up and being a theme park adult or a Disney adult, whatever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I think when it comes to like that whole comparison to religion, of course, there's going to be fundamentalists and extremists, like in this community. <laughs> we have obviously, Epcot purists <laughs> for a reason. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's like, and it kind of gets annoying. The the Disney adult discussion is just so tired because it only happens on Twitter. Okay, it does not happen in real life. Like Always. it's literally just like you see one crazy person do something, and then you're going to define an entire community or group of people who like going to a theme park by one crazy lady who doesn't want to get food to her right. guests like don't but the rest of us are going to serve food at our weddings okay like we're not <laughs> going to be like that so I, I just feel like when it comes to disney adults of course there are the crazies but that happens in every community and that's okay like yeah. so what if i want to yeah. spend money at disney well pay my to rent, be honest i don't to think me. that i don't think that was real that whole scenario i i'm a thousand percent put, willing to put i'm willing to bet money that, that if you have a up. wedding at Disney, can you really not have catering? I don't think that's possible. Yeah, no, that, they you have to have catering. Exactly. That's so, fishy. That's yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, really, a venue. First off, when you look at the, I've looked at this because I'm trying to get married, but <laughs> <laughs> so I know the some numbers. real subtle, some real subtle hints, Victoria. <laughs> the math was not mathing with the numbers that they gave. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. 
and you have to have catering if you do a reception. I know the numbers. So I was like, yeah. And even if it is real, like those Disney weddings are like 30 minutes max because you have to get in and out. out. So like, how are you eating? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Those same locations are what they where the receptions are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Depending Mickey and Minnie are only location. there for like 15 to half an hour. Like you pay for time. Yeah. I yeah. think the most is half an hour you get them. Yeah. Yeah. They so by the time out. you get your meal, it's, it's, the whole reception's over. So like time to go home. So everyone, time um, to go to Casey's. That's what it, we're all <laughs> our receptions at Casey's. So the Disney adults, the <laughs> Disney adults also just know where it's at because it's like we go have fancy cocktails and then ride 100%. roller coasters. So we win. Sorry. Seriously. I'm mad about it. Yeah, I think there's this mix up between I don't know, the everyone hates the Instagram model. Like everyone hates the, <laughs> you know, the sort of all self-obsessed. And I think that there is certainly like any other area, there is a group that's like that inside yeah, of Disney yeah. who just yeah. take selfies all day and whatever, but like <laughs> I just like Mark Davis drawings and like, like I like history and like, you know, it's hard to come. It's, 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 you have to explain to people kind of what Disney adult you are, because it's like, you know, are you the, because, oh yeah, man. Like I met people, you know, oh man, I love Disney. Like I love drinking around the world. And I'm like, I mean, I like doing that. Do you like, (laughs) like, like, what do you think of this? And they're like, oh, I haven't written that. I don't know. I just like drinking around the world, man. It's like, okay, we're not the same. This is not the same community. You know, like we're in a different tax bracket. Yeah, that too, a hundred percent. So, you know, when when uh I see someone with four beers and like a a, a uh, one of those Japanese headscarfs they've bought, I'm like, all right, you're not you're you were different kind of Disney fans yeah. going Or the right. people wear yeah. like those Raiden hats you get in yeah. China. It's like oh, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> Please don't with do the, that. I'm her Mickey. She'd like or yeah, is it like I'm her Mickey, I'm He's his like, Minnie. Yeah. 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 Or the yeah. I'm I'm spoiled. I spent too much money shirts. Sure, like, yeah. okay. Wow. The most expen- <laughs> most expensive day ever. Yeah. Like, ugh, yeah. gross. Uh, so tired. If you're buying yeah, a shirt off Etsy, yeah, I mean that's that's a different level. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what those etsy girls they have some nice designs like it's really nice <laughs> i i won't i want to i have more t public disney shirts than i have regular disney <laughs> shirt like real disney shirts you know um because i like the niche so um so yeah and you know what in the end if it wasn't for the disney adult community there would be no rat castle i would not get to talk to you lovely people so that's a nice little it's a wonderful life thing to tie it up on uh we're all in this together every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings so clap your hands um (laughs) jack before we end here where can people find you online what would you like them to see or hear what's going on with jack yeah yeah if you want to find me online i'm on twitter i'm jack underscore p over on twitter and that's where i i ramble about whatever if you want to listen to my podcast annual pass which dave has been a part of uh it's anywhere you get your podcasts um it's uh we're annual underscore pass on twitter and on instagram as well which i can't believe that i managed to get those handles which was great <laughs> no doubt uh but yeah, also roosterteeth.com. That's that's the parent company. So if you go there, we post the videos there. And also youtube.com slash annual pass. So uh but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and just getting to talk about theme park stuff and it's it's great. We uh the show's been good. We've just crossed our year mark. We added a new a new host to yes. our show. So uh we have my my one of my oldest friends, a guy named Jeff Ramsey, him and I started Achievement Hunter together. He's kind of the older combudgeon type guy. He sort of had a religious experience at we'll go back to it. He had a religious experience <laughs> at Disneyland right before the pandemic hit. 
And so uh, during the pandemic, we were looking for content to make. Like, what can we do from home? And it's like, would you want to be? Would you want to start a podcast? And I, I kicked out this idea of a theme park podcast, and he bought onto it as sort of the everyman and me sort of dragging him into the uh, the fun <laughs> world of theme parks. But uh, we also just added a new a co-host, BK, and she's awesome. She's younger and she's like knows everything about social media, and she lived in Florida for a while, so she's on my level as far as enthusiasm and having the two of them against me now as antagonists <laughs> has been a lot of fun we just recorded our first episodes all together today and they were great but uh annual pass grab it anywhere you listen to your, your podcast after you finish listening to rat castle yes absolutely <laughs> um and yeah 100 uh, uh, i think we would all recommend annual pass check it out so gang rat castle is produced by yours truly nathan hartman Please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode and tell all your friends. Please, oh, please, if you leave a review, uh, you certainly can on any platform. We'll read five-star reviews. We'd love to have them. Uh, you can check our website out. It's at ratcastlepodcast.podbean.com. And you can find all the links to everywhere you can find us. And you can also send us questions. We are happy to answer any questions. You can send those questions and find all those links at bit.ly forward slash ratcastle. Now, grab your belongings and exit to the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? <laughs>